This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Wrestling Daft presents The Daft Sheet Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Daft Sheet, the B show that is fast becoming the A show on the Wrestling Daft Network. I am back in the editorial hot seat. Chris Jack here as editor-in-chief of our uh, of our weekly bi-weekly, whatever it is, however often we appear, uh, we come on and we dissect the week's news in wrestling. And joining me this week uh, are the, the same fellows that joined me last time. It's uh, Billy Stacking, uh, sorry, Brian Stacking, uh, nice nice wee touch there on the, on the video, uh, and Lewis McKnight. Uh, lads, uh, how have you been enjoying your wrestling uh, this past week? I've, I've actually watched some. Which is a rarity. Hey, that helps. I know it's it's always good. Uh, it's, it's it's been fine. Uh, yeah, I've I've made sure that I'm. I hope I'm not booming through as, as it seems to be. We're having technical difficulties this this evening, but uh, I've made sure to also put my video onto landscape so I don't look like Krang again uh, for putting <laughs> any clips up. So no, it's all good. All good here. Good stuff. And Lewis, what about yourself? With you at the WWE show last week. I was, yeah. I went um, with, what was it, 25th row tickets. Uh, I was back at Y and um, about 20 pints over the day later, we thought, no one's going to notice two guys in bright orange jumpsuits just walk to the second row. (laughs) So we just went straight forward, sat down right in the middle of the second row. Two guys beside us went, are those your seats? We went, no. They went, first and just clinked our glasses <laughs> and went, enjoy the show, boys. Um, so, yeah, spent the spent £70 on second-row tickets, given Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits healthy pelters throughout the event. Brilliant. Smashing it what in. Time. Did you get any pelters back at all? Aye. Um, Grayson Waller had, he said during the show, I don't know if I've seen it, um, he, he came out for a, a Grayson Waller effect, the show, and he was like, oh, it's not like the usual ones. We've got the no plants. We've got uh, cheap chairs. And then he pointed over an hour row, whether it was to us or not, and went, a bit like your mum. <laughs> um, so, and Bobby Lashley was, uh, my pal stuck up the wanker sign to him and he gave it back. So, nice. bit of, bit of back and forward. But I don't know if that's even PG in the words of our truth But um, no, it was good. And then followed straight up. A few days later, a crown jewel. So, a lot to talk about in the wrestling front this week. There certainly is, and we. So it's been enjoyable, mate. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we're just going to get cracking right into it. Uh, the usual format uh, of uh, our show is uh, fill in the front page, the back page, uh, the page three uh, with all the gossip and the TV pages as well. Given depending on how much time we've got, we'll maybe do TV pages and page three, or just one of them because we get a cracking quiz lined up. And we've also got Simon Miller. 
of Hot Culture as our centrefold this week. Uh, Two-part interview, well, it could be a one-part interview, but then you'd be listening to the whole podcast for days on end. Uh, so I've split it into two, uh, two hefty chunks that will be uh, that will make you feel nice and fuzzy and warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum when you listen to it. Uh, but we'll get cracking on with filling the front page. Uh, Lewis, uh, seeing as you attended a show uh, over the last week, I'll come to you first. What uh, has been the most newsworthy bit of wrestling uh, news, I suppose, uh, for you over the last seven days? Um, I'd have to say, even though it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, uh, I'll have to go for the probably the hottest, the hottest act in the whole of America right now. Um, and a true national hero uh, fulfilling his destiny by winning the United States Championship, Logan Paul. Um, so there's there's a lot of debate on this one. People saying he's he's this, he's that, he's a podcaster, he's a streamer. Nothing on my podcasters like um, streamers. He's saying this and that. He's not a wrestler, but he's he's took to wrestling better than I've seen really anyone with that amount of training. Forever, as long as I've been alive, especially from the celebrity scene, people say Bad Bunny this and that, but Bad Bunny's not got anything on what Logan Paul does, especially with his um, psychology and especially I don't know if you watched the match, but with Ray as well, there was a part in the match where you could say it was bad positioning by Logan Paul, but Ray went for a springboard moonsault and. Logan Paul kind of moved into the way on one knee and just caught Rey Mysterio, lifted him up and sort of seamlessly put him into a power slam. So, aye, the the big news in, in the world of wrestling for me is Logan Paul living out his childhood dream for a childhood dream, maybe for the last six months when he <laughs> tried to find someone uh, to take the attention off of his skeletons in his closet, we could say. Um, but, yeah, Logan Paul. I don't know your opinions on him, but I think he's fucking brilliant. It's it's I, you know with my my loose and and ever loosening uh, grasp on what actual wrestlers in the wrestling scene uh, think of Logan Paul. He's the respect that's grown for him uh, amongst like tra- trainees that I know, guys that I've wrestled with in the past, uh, and you know from speaking to Simon Miller about it as well the other, uh, the other day. Uh, the respect that he's getting is growing and growing and growing. You might not like him as a person. Uh, you might not like some of the some of his values and some of the things he's done in the past. You might not like him purely because he's a YouTuber. But in terms of the chops that he's he, he's got in the ring, you can't deny it. You can't deny how good he is. And it's infuriating. It is infuriating to see someone that, uh, that you don't really want to like uh, doing something that you do like and doing it so well. Uh, and obviously, you know the uh, the higher ups in WWE see him fit to be a, a standard bearer for them, and giving them the or allowing them to compete and therefore win the uh, the US title at Crown Jewel on Saturday. It's it's a it's a big a big thumbs up for them uh, for for Logan Paul, I suppose. Billy, what about yourself? What's your your opinions on on Mister Prime? That that's it. Was I think uh, eight matches he's had, and they've all been top quality matches I mean the only drawback really is it's on Smackdown so at the moment the world title the universal title whatever it's, it's long name is is on Roman who appears in and out mm. Logan is not going to be there every week he's not going to be there once a month 
to defend it, probably. Um, he's probably going to spend the next couple of months just riling up an opponent. Like, uh, I think LA Knight seems to be the name that's been bandied about. Um, so there's negatives to it. And I don't really know anything about Logan Paul except one video where he was in a Japanese forest. So that's, that's my kind of knowledge for him. So he's taken to it. People don't like him. People do like him. It's making money. It's making news. WWE are, are uh, looking at their bank account and going, yeah, this is worth it. This is worth doing. So, yeah, the match, I missed some of the match because it was the one time the fireworks were actually going off near our house. So we went to go look at them instead. But I saw the the saving, the saving bit uh, when, when Logan slid to one knee and, and made sure he got Ray, which, like you're saying, it, he's got... He's, he's, infuriately, he's, he's infuriatingly good. That's the word. I don't know. Uh, he's, he's so good <laughs> at this stage. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's horrible. Get him out now. I've seen, um, <laughs> I've seen someone as well on the Impulsive podcast. He had uh, KSI on, and he was talking about how he he's done a lot of things in his past, whether it's YouTube, streaming, Vine, being a dafter, whatever, where you get a lot of hate. There's there's people that just want to hate on you, say everything's shite. They can have an opinion whether it's good or not, but he says he's happy that he's finally doing something that people kind of have to respect him, mm. you know, the way he is. No one can really say you're shite because everyone just knows they're lying. You know <laughs> what I mean? He feels like it's... It's something no one can sort of try and take away from him because it's just it's just there in front of your face how good he is. So, okay. uh, just... is there do either of you have any other YouTubers in mind that you would love to see make the transition from whatever they do on YouTube to to being in a wrestling thing? I'm, I'm 33. I barely watch anything. Uh, the only YouTuber that I watch is Alex Webb, and he's actually a wrestler, so it doesn't really help. He, he's a game. game he does uh, the the gaming videos. So if he wants to become a, a wrestler elsewhere and go to other places, great. Because Alex Webb's ace. So there you go. What about yourself, Lewis? I've, I think um, there's there's one guy in the sort of streaming world right now, and he's he actually got invited to the Ballon d'Or the other day. Um, speed. Oh, I seen that. I seen that guy. I seen that. He's daft as a brush. Um, so I think he would be brilliant just going in there, even if it was like a a Royal Rumble. You could see this happening, like a Royal Rumble moment or something, or say a say another Saudi show where there's a fifty man or something. Just have him come in, bounce about, and then just get thrown into the seventeenth row or something by Braun Strowman. Um, it's all these guys they know what they're doing they're just so entertaining and they make all the money in the world um, which is which is annoying because um, we we work five times as hard and push 800 viewers a week <laughs> so you know it's one of those annoying things as, as I mean uh, do you think it, like obviously there's a lot of money in like the Saudi stuff that goes on outside of wrestling as well we've seen that recently with the uh, Tyson Fury and Ngannou fight and loads of UFC stuff and whatnot going on there and there is a big rise or a big swell in the YouTube box and stuff like that do you think at some point there is going to be like a YouTube fed 
where it will be YouTubers doing it. You know, I saw David Davey calling out some, uh, uh, who was it, Simple Simon off, YouTube, off uh, TikTok. <laughs> David Davey called him out for a wrestling match because Simple Simon was trying to call out Ryback, <laughs> of all people. <laughs> um, what fever dream are we in? <laughs> I, I know, like, I, I, I don't even know some of these words that I'm saying. Uh, but do, do you think, you know, it will get to, do you think it is a possibility that, that you know, whether it's the zone or whoever that is that put together, that puts together all the YouTube stuff, do you think eventually there, there could be a, a YouTuber wrestling fed? The YWF? I think the thing is with that, it's, there's, maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely underselling boxing here and being uh, a pen ill-informed again. However, Anyone can go in there with four weeks of training and get their head kicked in. You know what I mean? It's like in boxing, whereas with wrestling, it's um, spoiler alert, it's predetermined, um, which could maybe, so it's probably YouTube boxing to be honest, but it's one of those things where you can't, you can't really create entertainment through a whole event like that with a uh, someone who's not really a wrestler at all, who's not been in a wrestling ring at all. Chris, you'll know this more than me. Um, you you would need probably a good a good couple of months at least to look semi-presentable uh, in a ring, a wrestling ring, whereas you might be gassed out after... I could probably go in a boxing ring tomorrow and create some form of entertainment uh, with a YouTuber, just get my head kicked in. <laughs> Because that's a lot of it is what it is. Um, whereas I couldn't go in a wrestling ring tomorrow and create any sort of entertainment for the fans. Um, I don't know what I don't know what your opinion on it. On I, th- I, th- I think you know I'd say I think I don't think it's too uh, too much of a, a shot in the dark to think that it could happen. But I just think mm. I, I'd, I'd like to see you know like guys, maybe not necessarily just YouTubers, but social media guys. I'd love to see yeah. uh, superhuman, superhuman. However, as you say, oh, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to uh, see him go on an actual top rope shout. Uh, this is for all the jugglers and jugglets, and drop a drop a hefty elbow uh, on uh, on somebody. Didn't he get uh, a booking? He got a booking somewhere. It was GCW or something. I'm sure. I, I, I saw he like got booked somewhere. Joey Janela would fight. It seems like <laughs> it seems it. like he's enjoyed one of Joey Janela's lists uh, or something like that. Bye. Uh, fuck this shit. As, as he would say. Uh, but right, uh, that's a, a very good start for this list. Uh, Billy, what would you uh, put as your your favourite thing to go on the front page this week? Well, I, mean, I was I was almost going to go for the, the breaking news as we're recording of uh, NXT possibly going to the CW, um, which is very interesting considering NWA are, seem to be getting booted very quickly off the CW. But that's not what I'm going for. It's uh, the bidding war that seems to be happen- f- happening for Will Osprey. Uh, with the goat for the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. It, it all links in from last the last show we did. Um, it seems to be everyone's interested in him, obviously. And it's now just down to where he wants to go. And in my opinion, AW, WWE was set up for life, money-wise. But for some reason, because he's just been there and he's been very complimentary of it, I think TNA is probably his next step. 
because to get that buzz going, the TNA name next year. So I think it's just very interesting where Osprey's going to go and what Meltzer's going to do about it as well because <laughs> he, he likes to have his uh, pants down by his ankles when Will Osprey's on a, in a wrestling ring. So it'll be interesting to see if Osprey goes to WWE, how that's going to play out. Uh, but yeah, there's just so much interest right now on where, is, will, where will Osprey is going to go. I think, uh, you know, from the, the TNA stuff uh, over the last couple of weeks, I, th- I think it would be a perfect fit for them because he's, he's becoming more than more of a mainstream star with every passing week. Every time that he's appearing on AEW, his, his stock's getting bigger. The fact that WWE are interested in him, it's making him uh, more than more attractive as well. But with TNA, Osprey... Like when TNA started, when they, they brought in like Angle and, and Christian and Mick Foley and that. The new 2024 TNA is a product that could be built around Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. He could be he could be the AJ Styles of the 2024 TNA. He could be he could be him as as the as the young kids uh, say these days. Uh, and you know he's obviously not done himself a disservice with, with his outings for Impact uh, over the, the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I reckon you know if, if WWE are interested in him, great. We'll get some great matches. The Seth Rollins feud is there, then ready to go. Uh, if he signs with AEW, we're going to get more of the, the Don Callis stuff. We're going to get more of the Aussie Open stuff. Uh, we're going to get him against Omega again, I'd imagine. But TNA. Could if if they were to position the proposition correctly for them, TNA could be uh, a very very good fit for them. What about yourself, Liz? What's what's your your thoughts on on Big Willie? Uh, clip that. Clip answers. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer. <laughs> uh, no comment. Um, no, but I'd say uh, William Osprey uh, in particular here. I I think it's. How old is he? How old is he? Thirties, uh, just thirty around that age. That, yeah. Um, I don't know whether he's got. I think. I think the, the offer's always going to be on the table for WWE for him. To be honest, he's, so if he he's wants to 30, go out, thirty years old and one point eight five yeah. meters tall. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that I think that the offer's always going to be there. I know he says this is the one where it's. It's this is his time, you know. He's thirty. This is his offer. He wants to do have this portion of his career, the next say five year contract that he gets somewhere. He wants this to be the one where he's he's remembered, and it's the one where he wants to make the most money. Um, so I think that financially, and sort of in in the aisle that he'll, he might want to be WWE would be the best option for him but to put on the best matches and to maybe get the get the most out of his sort of the body that he can and the talent that he's got TNA would be the best bet for him so I think I think in terms of AEW they've, they've got a working relationship with TNA as well I don't know whether they will now that it's changing however it's it's a complete shot in the dark where you can go. You can go to any wrestling company tomorrow. He's that good. You could go to. You have his pick. He's probably got a hundred different DMs from wrestling promoters. Um, 
and he's probably even got one from your mate that will remain unnamed. You'll <laughs> 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 be the first one asking that will come sign for his company. Um, cut that if you need to. But <clears throat> next thing, I just I think I think WWE. I know I know we we love TNA here, and it's twenty twenty four. Looks like it's going to be TNA's biggest year ever for in-ring talent and stories that are going to tell it platform-wise, money-wise, everything's on up for them, but there's only one place in America where you really want to go to get your name out there and become the biggest star in wrestling you can be, and that's the WWE. So if I was if I was him, I'd choose the WWE, but I'd say TNA's not a, not a bad option at all either. Well, I mean, he's, he's, got, his, he's got his pick of the bunch, really. You know, he, mm. could, he could go anywhere he wants. His, his stock's never been higher. Uh, in, in the mainstream, so you know it'll be interesting to see where uh, where the Billy Goat uh, ends up in twenty twenty four. So two really good options there for the front page. Uh, I think I think because we don't have a definitive on where the Lost Bay is going to end up as yet, I'm going to mm-hmm. give the the headline to, to yourself, Lewis. I'm going to give you the front page this week uh, with the headline. Logan Paul, uh, no, oh yeah, Logan Paul hits his prime for US title win. Uh, so we'll go with that as a headline. Uh, right, uh, on to the back page now. Uh, it's been quite a week for the for wrestling shows. Uh, I have actively, proactively uh, taken a step back from watching anything uh, this week because uh, I was on holiday. Well, say on holiday, I was back in Lanark. Uh, for for the few days uh, celebrate my daughter's birthday, so I deliberately tried to stay away from as much wrestling as possible, uh, and still ended up watching uh, the last two matches on Crown Jewel. Uh, so I'm interested to hear what you guys have picked as uh, your uh, your slots for the back page. Uh, Billy, I'll come to you first. Uh, what uh, should be getting uh, the the paper boys fingers all mucky uh, on the back page <laughs> this week? <laughs> Well, I, I watched all of Crown Jewel and I watched the uh, TNA, well, what's going to call TNA? Fuck it now. They're now, they're now TNA. We're, we're doing it two months early. Um, they uploaded their Glasgow, well, five of the matches from their Glasgow show. So I watched a couple of those and I truly enjoyed all of them. The ones that I saw, Grado, Trey Miguel, uh, Emerson, Jane, Trinity. But the one I'm going to pick, conveniently enough, is the one that won our SWN match of the month for October. Uh, was Motor State Machine Guns against Josh Alexander and Eric Young. And the crowd loved it because they got to see the Motor State Machine Guns. I think this first time they'd seen been teaming in Scotland anyway. And it's a Glasgow crowd and they're always hot for wrestling, full stop. And it was just a little bit of throwback, a little bit of modern day TNA, a little bit of modern day, all that kind of stuff. But you got to see, you got to see the guns do what the guns do. Even though Shelley, unfortunately, was injured from the match and he couldn't compete for the rest of the tour, um, it was just incredible to see the crowd react and enjoy it. It was actually weirder to see people I know in the crowd reacting to it. Uh, but just to see the guns in in Scotland, it was just ace. And Alexander is, is one of those guys where I didn't get... He was a technical guy, so I'm not. that's not my kind of wrestling that I enjoy. But my God, our guy's good. He's so good. And Eric Young's Eric Young. So putting all four of them together, one match, well, it was a good time. We, we, we spoke in the, the first section there about, you know, looking forward to what 2024 is going to bring for TNA. 
uh, with the, the amount of new talent that they're, they're signing and and whatnot. But MCMG Motorcycle Machine Guns, they've just they're timeless. They're absolutely timeless when it comes to TNA, and they're, they're one of the first things I think of when I think of you know classic TNA as well. Uh, I remember watching uh, clips on Bravo or maybe even the wrestling channel of them back in the day. I, I'm pretty sure they were at the TNA, at the Impact tapings that I was at that I spoke about last week as well. I'm pretty sure they were in one of the matches on that. And the fact that they are still as as vibrant, still as uh, energetic and athletic as what they were, you know, almost 20 years ago, and still, you know, putting on absolute bangers, as you, as you say, Billy, it's, it's it's testament to the the, the craft and the graft that they they've put in. Uh, what was that? Was there any sort of uh, like bit of interesting sports or, or dynamics between the two teams? Because obviously, motorcycle machine guns are are more your sort of speed and aerial team as opposed to the the ground and pound of Josh Alexander and, and Eric Young. Well, that's what makes the clash of styles always makes for a good time in that kind of respect. Speed against power, against technical and high flying. It was just. You just got a little bit of everything in that match. It was it was just one of those where you watched it. It was, I mean, Shelley and Saban are a little bit older, so they're not as fast, but they're still pretty bloody fast uh, in in the ring. But he had Alexander throwing them about as well, and Shelley and Saban aren't small guys either. Uh, they just look small because everyone in wrestling seems to be like six foot and terrifying. Um, but yeah, it was just. It just gave, it gave that a little bit of a, a like you're saying, you think of TNA, think of Impact, motorcycle machine guns usually are up there and it gives you just that warm, warm feeling in your stomach. Close at the tum tum you, you mentioned, uh, a warm feeling in your tum tum when you when you watch seeing the guns go go out and do their do usual spots and they're doing their cool tandem moves and back and forth and back and forth and it was just it was a great way to introduce people that may have been hadn't seen TNA for a while to Josh Alexander as well who like I say. Just yeah, it was fantastic, and I'm, I'm glad people are. I'm glad, I, I was I was away. I was a TNA guy, and then when it became Impact, I started falling away. I'm glad that I'm going to be a I'm going to be a TNA guy in 2024. Good stuff, good stuff, Billy. That's that, that's a, a solid choice. Uh, Lewis, what do you think has been a better match than uh, than the one Billy just described there this week? Um. I've got just one question for Billy before before Hi, that. Um, how did how did about Grady got on? Speaking of uh, fast paced and athletic, athletic <laughs> it was a, reminded me of him. It was a Grado match, uh, which uh, I think that that kind of sums it up. But it, it, because of the crowd, it would just made it all the better because you got his shenanigans, his usual things, and Trey Miguel was uh, he was all in for it as well. He was getting frustrated and 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 all in for the trip-ups and all the funny stuff that goes with it. And uh, I've seen Grado probably do that exact same match good 10, 15 times. It's still entertaining. I think it's because he looks like he's enjoying it. So when he's enjoying it, we're enjoying it as well because he's the everyman. Um, so, yeah, so he had a good showing. It was, like I said, it was a Grado match, so I don't think Meltzer is going to be... Uh, too worried about throwing out the stars. I think he, I think Grado's got more duds than than anyone else in TNA history. But uh, hundred hundred percent success rate in duds. But it was it was good. It was a good thing. It, it Did you win? Like all of the, the, the clip. 
all, all the clips that I've Fair seen enough. of the, the, the TNA uh, tour from the last week, well, whether it's been, you know, Grado putting stuff in, on Instagram, Tom Campbell uh, putting stuff up on his uh, uh, his socials as well, and then just the various wee clips that I've seen. It looks like every night uh, of the, the, the tour was a success. It looks like all the fans were, like, proper into it. Uh, and that, you know, again, we, we've kind of became TNA'd after this uh, last couple of weeks, but it looks as if if the UK reactions are anything to go by, that it is going to be a really, really hot product in uh, in twenty twenty four. I'll go for um, a match where I thought it was probably going to be more more shenanigans as opposed to a good match. Um, obviously, you know these two two wrestlers can be on a good match, but I thought with the, the circumstances surrounding it, there'd be more more judgment than us. Um, so I'll go for Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. It was it was a weird one because I watched this and it seemed I, I don't know if it's just the way they've booked it, but there seemed to be quite a lot of importance on the title and quite a lot of importance on the match itself and the two superstars. Um, so already before the match started, that kind of gave it a bigger fight feel and more of a a reason to watch it. And I'm getting. I, I know my way to give it the, my favourite match of the week, but I'm getting the vibe off of Seth Rollins that if you complain about Roman Reigns having the same sort of format to his matches of he's barring the guy, he's giving him trash talk, and then the guy gets a near fall and then he gets him with the spear. What happens in every Seth Rollins title defence is he gets a bit of offence then he gets battered the whole match and then he has the sword back kicks out of a big move and then hits the stomp but they're both so good that I don't even care you know it's one of those ones like they're both so good that the match is just you forget about that you know you forget that you've seen the sort of format of the match 10 times and with this match it started off with Seth Rollins doing all he could to get on the sort of upper hand and then just one quick move from Drew McIntyre had that back hurting. Um, and it was it was kind of like a WrestleMania match because it got to the end and Rollins hit the stomp and I thought, well, that'll be that then. Drew kicked out. The crowd went nuts for it as well. For a, for a Saudi crowd who usually go pretty big for the returning guys, you know, your Cena's, your Triple H's, your Undertaker's, your Goldbergs, etc. They were giving them their all for this match as well. And then Drew hit the Claymore and I don't know how many people have kicked out of a Claymore. There's very few. Very few, certainly in, in this run. It's been, been quite few. There's been very few of them done. I think this must be the first time someone's kicked out of a Claymore and then uh, Drew, well, I, I don't know what podcast it was. It might have been Cult Holic I was listening to or what culture but you can see the heelish tendencies in Drew not so much heelish but the sort of less pandering to the fans just doing what he needs to do kind of because for the first Claymore he set up you know the 3-2-1 but for the second one he went to hit there was no count for it he just kind of tried to hit it out of nowhere and Seth Rollins avoided it hit the stomp and won but you're getting the feeling that this, this was Drew's end of his tether, you know, mm. um, and that added to the four and a half star, whatever rating match you'd give it, 
um, sort of added to it, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it throughout. Um, I was swaying between because it was an earlier uh, pay per view this time. I was watching the Seth Rollins Drew McIntyre match on the telly, the Arsenal Newcastle match on my phone, and at points I couldn't even tell you which one one was which. <laughs> uh, so, quick shout out to VAR there. Thanks for completely cheating us out of that game. Um, glad Newcastle got beat today. Um, Craig DL. Um, hope you've enjoyed that one, and it's also five 0 Athletic Madrid against Celtic. So we're enjoying that as well, Steve. Um, I'm just shooting on everyone. Sorry. Uh, back to the match. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, it's the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but um, I seen that. I seen that uh, match, and I, even though there was a few good matches after it, that one was still stuck in my mind. So that was the one I go for this week. Cool, cool. Uh, the the big kind of chat that I'd seen in the, the kind of lead up, uh, there was a, there was an excellent uh, promo or the segment kind of thing video package that they put together for Drew. I think it was last week's uh, or the one before, uh, and you know he, he, was, he was talking about his, his broken dreams and whatnot. Did they did they come out to broken dreams? Uh, uh, no. no, no. See, if I'd been watching that, I'd have been very disappointed. State for the off. I'm not hearing it. I, mm. e- even though, as I admitted in the group chat uh, last week, uh, it's only been in the last maybe ten days that I realised how much of a banger that song actually is. Uh, I, ju- I just remember the kind of the the, p- the 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 piano chords at the start of it, and then kind of tuning out. Uh, but having listened to it a, a good few times on uh, on Spotify on my drive home from work, it's it's up there. It's it's now up there. Elk, it's coming. It's the weirdest thing about it, though, is is Drew came out second. So the the show started. Well, they had the pre-show, but the actual main show started off with Seth Rollins coming out, which made you think, "Oh, Drew's got a big special entrance. Then it's going to be he's going to win clearly." And that was the reason why I put down my nine ninety nine because I wanted to go see I wanted to see Drew win the title, uh, and he didn't. The bastards, the WWE, have rinsed me out of a tenner for a month. Bring it back. <laughs> Credit card fraud, fraud. Um, but so, so yeah, so it was just the match was really good. But I think it was really good because it had that build of the you think Drew was going to win, and you think it was going to be because because of that build up, the broken dreams, all that kind of stuff. And and when he did win, when he didn't win, it kind of deflated you, which I suppose was the point. But I don't think that's helping Seth Rollins be a babyface because he's beating guys that people want to see win the title or at least get their final accolade they get to get like Nakamura people were dying for him to be a world champion defeated uh, Sami Zayn just on Monday defeated Drew defeated he's beating all the people that you wanted to win the title which is pe- which is making people boo him at the same time and it's just it's just a weird it's a weird thing going on in the world title scene uh, and then, of course, Priest tried to to cash in afterwards, and that went a bit weird because Sammy ran out and grabbed the briefcase and ran away. Uh, it's just the match itself was good. Everything around it is odd, but yeah, I find it, I find it a weird scenario as well because it would almost suit more if it was the face chasing the title right now with Damian Priest kind of lurking around. Because mm. what what I sort of wanted for what I thought would be a good situation for WrestleMania this year would have been, say, maybe it can happen, maybe Damon Priest is going to hold it, but Cody Rhodes 
has this whole two-year story to finally win the belt at WrestleMania, and then he gets cashed in on instantly. Oh, I'd love that. And I think that I think that would have been a good situation for say Seth Rollins was chasing the title of Drew, and then Seth Rollins finally won it. Then Damian Priest can cash in, but I don't really know where they're going to go with it because if Drew cashes in and wins, no, if, sorry, if Drew beats Seth Rollins at the next pay per view, Damian Priest kind of why why would you do that? You know what I mean? It's it's him with this story with Seth Rollins, and say Damian Priest wins the belt before. Drew does. I don't think I would like to see Drew versus Damian Priest, and I don't know where they kind of go with that story as Drew's kind of turning heel as well. So I I think they've got themselves in. Maybe they've got a big long term plan for this, but I I see them sort of pushing themselves into a bit of a corner, like Billy says as well, with Seth Rollins kind of becoming a bit of a an afterthought in the Drew McIntyre story here as well, and a bit of a placeholder for the next two champions to sort of get their crown. So, I, But it is, it's intriguing me. It's intriguing me to see where they go with it, which I suppose is what they're after, you know. Mm. They want you to watch Raw next week, even though you know it's going to be some form of the Judgment Day versus Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Um, however, I'm, I'm looking forward to every episode of Raw to see what Damien Priest does with that and how through sort of comes back from that loss as well awesome awesome well given that i haven't watched either of those matches i i think i i'm gonna give it to billy in this case for the the back page because mm. uh, i can i can see myself going back and watching Kevin Jewel at some point but i would actively go and, and seek out that Motor City Machine Guns versus Josh Alexander and Eric Young match. Uh, so uh, the headline we're going to go with on the back page is Well-Oiled Machines Still Motoring On. Uh, so that's one apiece for the headlines there. Uh, at this point, I am going to drop in uh, this week's centrefold. Uh, I had the, the privilege uh, to speak to one of the guys that my, kind of, my, my own wrestling persona was loosely uh, inspired by. Uh, which you'll find out about in the, in the chat here. Uh, I spoke to What Culture's uh, Simon Miller. Uh, so this is going to be part one of uh, the, the interview, because yeah, we spoke for about 25 minutes or so. Uh, so I'm going to split into two chunks, one this week, one next week, where we talk about uh, what's been going on with them with TNA. Uh, we talk about, about you know the, the mental health side of, of being so consumed by wrestling. Uh, we talk about uh, the the travel schedule that he's had over the last wee while and what it's like uh, to see his uh, to see fans with signs for them at pretty much every wrestling show that's televised these days. Uh, so it's a good chat. Uh, so the first part of it is going to drop in here now. Welcome to the Daft Cheat. How are you, fella? I'm good, thanks, buddy. How are you, man? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, just been taking a, a wee bit of a, a, a well-earned uh, break from the, the day job over the last wee while to kind of recalibrate, uh, but glad to be back in front of the, the laptop and speaking to uh, one of uh, the inspirations uh, that, that I've had for doing podcasts and, and my oh, wrestling stuff cool. over the last couple of years. My pleasure, so, man. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Uh, as many listeners to the Daft Sheet uh, will know, uh, I, I used to do a bit of wrestling myself up until earlier this year. Uh, and uh, one of the things that got me into it was 
wanting to be a sort of a, a dirt sheet writer type character kind of thing, like a, <laughs> a wrestling sheet writer. And I actually spoke with, uh, with one of your recent uh, competitors, Joe Hendry, uh, a few years ago when I was starting off that kind of thing. And he actually, I, I know you're shaking your head there, Simon, uh, but he actually <laughs> said uh, to get inspiration for what I wanted to do in and out of the ring to look to two men, Mr Tom Campbell from another parish uh, to yours, and yourself. So Joe, Joe was very, very complimentary back you know, five, six years ago. I don't know if he's still as complimentary to you these days after what's happened in the last few weeks. But Well, uh, he beat me, <laughs> so he should go back to being complimentary now. I think that's fair. He should do. He should do. You know, that, that kind of takes us nicely into you know, what, what's been going on with you over the last wee while. Uh, you uh, have turned up in Impact TNA as part of the, the recent UK tour and the, the Turning Point show that they did. How, how did that all come about for you and how happy were you to be involved <coughs> with that? Oh, man. Well, I, t- I don't think I could have been happier, to be completely honest. Like, it was one of the coolest things. Well, no, no, let's rephrase. It is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> in pro wrestling. And, you know... Look, I don't mind this at all. I genuinely don't because I know my bread is buttered and I really appreciate how I did get my foot in the door. But I'm under no illusions that a lot of the bookings I do get around the UK is because people want the what culture guy. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. That's <laughs> perfectly fine. But with that, you know, much like everything, we have to have back. You've got to bring balance to the force. You know, a lot of pro wrestlers didn't know that I trained, didn't know that I was taking it seriously, didn't know that I was already planning to do this before I got to what culture. Like I say, all these things happened all at once. It was like a life-changing mm-hmm moment for me which is super cool so you know since day one there has been a lot of oh, i can't book the youtuber and the youtuber can't do this and i don't want to lose to the youtuber <laughs> look if it's not a youtuber it will be something else you know he's too small he's too big he's too fat he's too whatever i get it and it's cool so to kind of i don't want to call it too much of an obstacle but to have that going on you know at first mm-hmm. and then you fast forward sort of six seven years not even that long five years and you know you get the chance to appear on a pay-per-view even if I have to retire tomorrow, I'll be I'll be a pretty a pretty happy man because you know none of my wildest dreams of everything that I would make I wanted to and I'm you know I'm, I'm quite a I'm quite a driven and a tenacious individual but I'm also uh, I don't know I just I just didn't actually maybe I needed more belief in myself I don't know but yeah. I never actually thought I'd get there so the fact now I can tick that box and <sighs> how do we phrase this in the right way I'm very happy that we didn't just do a straight up serious match. I'm happy that we got to have some fun with it. I'm happy it mm. got to be a little bit goofy. So it basically ticked a lot of my boxes. And hopefully as well, it showed people that, you know, if you do believe in yourself to, to a certain degree and you keep on hammering on the door, maybe eventually somebody will let you in. So yeah, it was a very, very cool experience. And I can't thank Joe, even though he's a moron. I can't, I can't thank him <laughs> enough. And I especially can't thank, you know, thank Impact slash TNA enough for, for having me on. It was an awesome day and everyone was really welcoming and really kind. Do you think that, you know, being paired up with Joe for the turning point, do you think you, you could have had any better of an opponent than him? You know, you said that, you know, you love the, the goofy side of wrestling. You love all the, the pomp and circumstance that comes with it. And when you're in the ring with Joe Hendry and even out of the ring with Joe Hendry, you know that's exactly what you're going to get. Was that the was that a, a massive, a, a big deal to you to, to be on that stage with him? Yeah, it was, especially because you know, it wasn't just the impact thing. For years, I've, I don't know if Joe's got the same, so I don't want to speak on his behalf, but for years I've gotten people going, oh, I'd love to see Miller versus Joe Hendry, I'd love to see Miller versus Joe Hendry. And I got that too, right? Mm-hmm. Joe is a very creative dude. Hopefully that's how I come across as well. It's certainly how I try to come across. So, you know, getting to, you know, come up with a plan, whatever the right type, type of word would be, 
where it kind of suited both our sensibilities was was excellent. Like it really, really was. It made the process even more fun. A lot of work went into all of that. A lot yeah. of driving. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, you know, that I'm not. I'm not. Uh, what's the word? I'm not. Uh, I don't mind. I'm not against it. But you know, there was a real, real, real push in that two weeks to try to try and get this stuff going, just due to location and where everybody is based. But yeah, no, I, I do think it was probably the best person that, that I could have been in there with because you know. As much as uh, he, he, he's still annoyed by my ups and downs and stuff, Joe gets it. He still gets it, though, right? He does. He gets yeah. it. He totally gets it. And, yeah, that just allows you to have more fun. And that's what I'm all about, whether it be the YouTube stuff and the wrestling stuff. Of course, I want to put my best foot forward, and I want to impress people as best as I can. But I also want to make sure that I'm having fun myself, because I truly believe that if you're not having fun, nobody else can have fun either. So, you know, it's a waste of time. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's, it's all about having that fun and... Uh, making the crowd enjoy it as as much as you're enjoying it as well. Uh, you mentioned uh, there about you know uh, Booker's wanting the YouTube guy or that maybe being a kind of a negative side of things. Do you feel that the likes of all the the kind of the YouTube boxing and stuff like that? Do you feel that that is something that because you are a, a social media guy, you don't maybe don't get the respect of you know the the proper wrestlers as such. Uh, that in, in the same way that the likes of you know KSI and guys like that uh, get a bit, of, a bit of grief off the boxing guys. Uh, yeah, but only only a few, only like we're not, we're not the majority. The majority of people have always been very very nice to me and very very welcoming. I think just because after a while you see, oh, Miller's trying really hard. You know, Miller Miller mm-hmm. is doing all these shows. He's trying to get better. Um, but it, it's, it's the same with anything because it's on a lesser level. I suppose the. Uh, the numbers are less and maybe if it went up and up the numbers would increase but no it's always just been a handful of people here and there but it's like anything like if i sit here right now and say oh dude you're the best you're so great i love you and then as soon as we're off the call someone comes in and goes i think you're a jack bum all you're going to remember <laughs> is that comment right that's just what happens that's yeah. just what happens isn't it you're like oh, i can't believe someone said that to me so you know you could go in a locker room and everyone's really happy to see you and really nice and then someone goes oh, i don't want to lose to the youtuber and you're like oh great that's what i'm going to remember from this interaction but again man I don't mind it at all. Like, you can't expect to. It's like after this match, I got a load of positive comments and thank you to everybody. And I got a load of negative comments. And I genuinely mean this. Thank you to them as well. Because one, you're allowed to have your say. You, you, you have that blessing. You really, really do to have your own opinion. But also, I feel privileged that I get to be part of the conversation. How cool is that? People tell me, Nelly, yeah. you've got no talent and you should never been on pay-per-view. Yeah, but you know what? I was on pay-per-view, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> and that's the same with the wrestling, man. Somebody, being backstage... And of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm acting like I'm some kind of tank and this stuff just bounces off me. It doesn't. But to be backstage at a wrestling show and somebody say, I want to lose to YouTube. I'm like, hey, man, at least I'm here. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what matters. <laughs> That's what counts. And this happens in all walks of life. It happens at people's jobs. It happens in people's relationships. You, you can't expect everything to be a completely clear ride. So all you can do is learn from it, accept it, understand that um, usually when people say negative things, it's actually coming from a place inside them that they're struggling with yeah. and it's nothing to do with you. And again, it doesn't mean all of a sudden you just get past it. But I think remembering all that stuff and being cognizant of it is, is, is hugely important. So, yeah, I, I'm sure if all of a sudden I was in WWE tomorrow... Much like Logan Paul, again, I understand he's way above me, but it's the same thing. Oh, what's that guy doing there? And all you can do is put your best foot forward and just enjoy the ride. Because mm-hmm. wrestling's, wrestling's not important. <laughs> it's excellent and I love it, <laughs> but it's really not that important. Were, were you surprised, you know, at the, at the weekend there with Logan Paul uh, taking the, the US title? Was that something that was maybe... Did, did it come as a surprise to you seeing, you know, where he's came from, not the... the 
you know, the standard way that people rise to, to prominence in, in WWE to see him, you know, taking that, that title. Uh, it surprised me about how good he's got in such a short amount of time. Yeah. But no, in terms of the day, like beforehand when I was doing my predictions, I said that he should win it because it just makes all the sense in the world. Like, I understand there is a this idea in wrestling, you've got to pay your dues and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. But we live in a very different world these days. And if you can bring in someone like Logan Paul, who has the celebrity that he does and the following that he does, and he generates money, but he can also back it up in the ring. I mean, I think by this point, best celebrity wrestler, if we're going down that, oh, if that's what yeah. we want to call it, ever. There's no contest. Like Bad Bunny is a close second, but Logan Paul's just wrestled mm-hmm. more. That's all it is, because Bad Bunny, I suppose, is busier. But, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just happenstance. So, yeah, I think we should make him the US champion, which we've done. I think we should get him on television more, as long as he wants to, and his schedule permits it. And I think we should try and turn him into the best possible wrestler we can be, because if he continues on his current trajectory... He could be a world champion. And why not? Why not? Like, look, Logan Paul, the person, I think is controversial to say the least. And mm-hmm. he has done things that I've been appalled by. <laughs> but I have. But I can't judge him on that now. Because if he did mm-hmm. that with all professional wrestlers, well, then why are we even watching? Right? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Be very few that we could kind of stick our, our hat right. on. We'll, we'll, watch, we'll, watch, we'll watch Brian Danielson and Mick Foley fight, right? That's what we'll just do every single week. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can't judge him on that now. He's in there and you can only, in terms of the conversation we're having, you can only judge him on his performances. And I think he's done absolutely brilliant. And I hope he opens the door for more people to take it this seriously. Because whether people like it or not, you know, dudes are the level at Logan Paul taking wrestling seriously it does mean other entities will take it seriously. Some never will, just because it has a certain stink attached to it. But again, that's just life, as we've already talked about. But no, I love it, and I love to see it, and I actually find it quite inspiring. Do you know what I mean? I really do, especially yeah. since he embraced being a heel. There was certainly mm-hmm. um, some back and forth at the start there, where clearly he didn't want to do this. But now that he has, yeah, wonderful, brilliant, excellent. Yeah, it's just it's just about taking that heat on and, and learning with just it. Just understanding, and, yeah. People hate you, bro. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Make some money. <laughs> Make some money. That's exactly it. You know, they always say about you know t- turning yourself up to a living and whatnot. And if uh, I think Logan Paul's doing a, a great job of doing that, yeah. Uh, and also, also, you know, not not just in in terms of his his online performance and whatnot, but his awareness. Uh, the, the the clip was going about at the weekend of um, the the catch that he made on the oh, just amazing. as Lily Ray yeah. was going to drop himself in his head. You know, that's that's not something you can really teach. That's just awareness and instincts. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, instincts. Uh now uh what I was gonna uh, ask you next was in terms of you balancing the, the YouTube side of things uh with the ending, how do you sort of keep your keep your mental health uh, well, I suppose, uh, you know, in terms of how, how do you kind of step back from wrestling? Because obviously you've got, you know, this massive following online uh, where you're, you're you're giving out content, where you're watching hours and hours of wrestling every week. You're training, you're performing weekends whenever you can. How how do you step away from it? How do you, what do you do to kind of uh, kind of chill out from, from the, the online stuff? So my girlfriend would love to be in the room right now because she <laughs> she she would interrupt the truth is is that i don't is is the honest mm. truth this is very much a 24 7 uh lifestyle which again that sounds way too over the top but i can't think of a better way to explain it but you know most people understand how wrestling works there's a lot of long drives uh opportunities come up from nowhere so you know this weekend for example i'm down in western supermare on saturday then i'll be in manchester on sunday um friday i'll be down in london so you know there's a lot of a lot of, of traveling going on there 
Um, and then the YouTube stuff doesn't stop. So, you know, you've got to get ups and downs done for Raw on Tuesday. You've got to get Dynamite done Thursday, SmackDown Saturday. Yesterday, for example, we had two ups and downs to do just because there were so many YouTube shows on. So at the moment, it doesn't. It doesn't shut down. It doesn't, it doesn't go away. And I, I guess, you know, if we're being completely honest, I'm usually very good at balancing it. I just am. Mm-hmm. I think I have accepted that I have a very, very cool job and I'm very, very blessed to do what I do. But... Again, there's always a there's an action to every reaction or whatever the flippant phrase, other way around. And the the secret of YouTube is that it doesn't stop, and you have to be happy with that. You have to just give yourself to it every single day, which I am doing. With that said, uh, with the impact stuff and with some other stuff I was doing, and with the YouTube stuff, and just with X, Y, and Z, yeah, the last two weeks, so let's just say last three weeks, the last week I've sort of balanced out a bit. Even I found my limit. Like I, I was, get, I was getting like two hours. Not just ha ha, funny, funny. Literally two hours sleep a night. I remember one day I woke up. Um, I had like ninety minutes, and I honestly thought like this is I can't keep doing this. I'll actually kill myself, and not in a yeah. funny, funny way. Again, like my body eventually would just shut down and be like, "What oh, are yeah, you doing?" Hundred percent. So, and look, I'm grateful that all these opportunities came up at once. I mean, I'd rather they were spread out throughout the year, but that's not how these things work. So the truth of the matter is, is that I basically accepted that for the next however long that I'm lucky to ride this, um, lucky to ride this train. I just want to give 100% of it to my, uh, myself to it because eventually, as terrifying as it is, I will be 65, 75, hopefully 85. And I don't want to look back and be like, man, why didn't you just give yourself everything to it? And look, mm-hmm. if all of a sudden I do find myself, I'm a little bit tired, I'm a little bit down, I'm a little bit this, I'm a little bit that, then I will pull back. You know, I, I will do. Like, I like to think that I'm quite self-aware and I wouldn't push myself too hard. But ultimately, I do like the challenge. I do like the madness. And as I said, even when I was knee-deep in all of the <laughs> all of the craziness and walking around like a zombie, I said to a friend of mine, the following Tuesday was my first proper day off in terms of being at home. And I said, what will happen is I get up, I get raw done, and it'll get to like 1 p.m. And I'll be like, I'm bored. Exactly what happened. Exactly <laughs> what happened. You know what I mean? As soon as I've got my sleep back, I just, I want the madness. I want the craziness. Yeah. I want to be run off my feet. Because I understand that there's a shelf life to all of this stuff, especially when it comes to YouTube. We don't know what the future of YouTube is. It could go away tomorrow. So... Um, I think actually to answer your question a little bit better, the gym certainly does help. The gym yeah. has always been my, as silly as it sounds, my safe space and the place where I don't think about things. And my my sort of you know my brain flutters away to somewhere else. So I always make sure I get my training sessions in. But otherwise, yeah, it's very much YouTube <laughs> wrestling, YouTube wrestling, YouTube wrestling. But and look, there's nothing wrong with doing this. I don't mean this in a bad way. But I, you know, I could be working in a shop, or I, you know, I could be working in an office behind a computer and not particularly liking my job. And again, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with those things. But for me personally, I don't get any stimulation from that, and that's um, that's what I'm aiming for. So it's pretty cool that again, I've made a YouTube video today. I make one when we're done here. Then I go resting this weekend. So yeah, it, it, it ticks a lot of boxes, and I feel I feel pretty happy that I'm able to do it. So that was Simon Miller of What Culture. Uh, he will be back on next week's show for the second half of the interview. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, if you're not listening to us, then you should definitely be listening to to his ups and downs or watching them on YouTube and every, everything else that he puts out on YouTube because it is very, very good. Uh, now that takes us on to page three for this week's Daft Cheat, uh, where we look for the most titillating bits of gossip. Uh, across the world of the squared circle. Uh, Lewis, we'll uh, let you take a stab at this one here. Uh, what has been your most uh, gossipy bit of uh, stuff 
from the past week in wrestling? I, by sort of going through my last few weeks of picks here, I definitely need to branch out and watch more AEW because people must listen to me and go, what is he going to speak about Raw or Smackdown this week? Um, so by ignoring that again, I'm going to talk about War Games. Um, so it was announced last night on Raw by Adam Pearce. I don't know whether you would say it was better, worse, different to William Regal's announcement of War Games, but you'll have to find that yourself. He announced that there's going to be a 4v4 War Games, which is, in my mind, the first time that's happened, hmm. which makes me think, and everyone else on the uh, wrestling, wrestling X or the wrestling world think that there's going to be a, another man for each team. So you've got Cody, Jay, Seth, and um, Sammy versus the Judgment Day. So JD McDonough, uh, Dom, Finn and Damien and there's always there's always five men in a team I'm, I'm even putting it on the there's, there's five men in a war games team I think, I think that's, that's generally yeah, I think so. it's a general thing all, so, all, all, all the women all the women there's been a few good yeah yeah sorry women's um, war games matches well. yeah or, the, or NXT sometimes does the, the 3v3v3 mm. but this this looks like there's going to be an extra man in each. And I, <laughs> with it being in, I'm not going to touch on this too much. I'll let everyone make their own decisions. But with it being in Chicago, who knows who's going to appear? You know? Um, Taco from the league. That's who I've heard it is. <laughs> if you, uh, I, I get that's, a bit, that's maybe a, quite a niche uh, reference there. I don't know if any of you have ever watched the league. It used to be on uh, Netflix. Uh, it's mm. a sitcom set in Chicago about uh, five unlikable guys that are in a fantasy football league uh, and one of, one of them's called Taco and he sings the only appropriate songs at kids' birthday parties and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, niche, niche. Sounds, like, sounds like he'd be good in that. Um, <laughs> cut a good promo. But yeah, Randy Orton's been thrown out. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been off screens for a long time. I remember... I think it might have actually been this podcast that we were speaking about. Randy Orton's been away for so long that we were speaking back, must have been June, maybe even March, whenever we, uh, May, sorry, started doing this. There was three names we said might be back at SummerSlam and it was um, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and and someone else as well. So that just shows you what's happened in the last however long, many months. He's been out for a while, mm. you know. So it, it's it's surely time that Randy Orton comes back on our screens at some point. It's been back a year, has it? I think it's over the, the year, year now, yeah. Like, uh, over a year? Is, is War Games the best... Uh... That that was my my first no. first thought as well. Yeah. I was like, yeah, is is that the match to go for when he's got a back injury or coming back from a back problem? Maybe not. Yeah, he he's not the sort of wrestler that would would. I don't think he would appreciate a war game. Put it that way. No, um, he would get told to go up to the top rope and fall off of it and go. Nah, 
I mean, uh, unless he's the last guy, he can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he can do. He can create an unbelievable match by walking around the ring for twenty minutes. You know, he can just hook you in. So him coming back would be should either be a ten second squash match or his style of match that he'd want. So I think Judgment Day wise, going back to Drew, I think it would be good to see Drew because Rhea Ripley gave him a sort of little shrug when she walked past him at Crown Jewel saying, I told you, you know, I told you to join us. I think Drew on the Judgment Day side and then um, Mr. Chick Magnet himself on the Faces side the Miz? would be a good battle. What was that? <laughs> the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz, fuck it, put him on. Um, but no, um, yeah, I... I it's it's in, interesting again. The WWE right now it's it's very predictable a lot of the time. However, it's gotten around sort of raw side more. It's got a bit more unpredictable, which is which is good for the sort of diehard wrestling fans that jump the gun and know everything before it's happened, so they're never really satisfied. One of those. So I'm I I have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm looking forward to. War games, looking forward to Survivor Series, just looking forward to the wrestling scene as a whole right now. It's it's on the up and I'm here for it. Cool, cool. Billy, uh what what's your you're taking this I know that you'd you'd mentioned earlier on that, that War Games uh was gonna look uh, like toy soldiers or small soldiers, was it? <laughs> uh with the, the oh. poster that came out with Cody Yes. Hart. Yes, Major Chip Hazard himself, uh Cody Rhodes. Um <laughs> I don't know. War Games is a weird one because the only important bit of War Games is once everyone's in. So with it being four on four, it speeds up the process. So if there is no extra man either side, then it's not going to be 50 minutes of plunder and smacking about and then five minutes of the actual important bit of the pinfall at the end. So... I wouldn't like see Drew on one side and Orton on the other. Maybe that would that would be cool. Um, Orton just comes in right at the end, the last entrant, RKO's someone, and then that's the big triumphant thing. But at the same time, it means we've got to endure like fifty minutes beforehand before we actually get to the bit that's actually important. Um, I mean, it's different for like a Raw Rumble, Raw Rumbles that kind of length, but fun stuff happens in between. I just, I don't, there's no, there's no jeopardy in a war games match until the, until the end, you know? Um, yeah. Major, Major Actually, you know, when, when you think of war games compared to AEW's blood and guts matches, you know, with, within, you know, the first two or three men going into that, somebody's burst open, you know, there, there's blood pissing everywhere, or there, there, somebody's, you know, dislocated an E at some point in that. And you know that war games, isn't going to be as violent as what 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 uh, blood and guts is. So as 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 you said there, you know it's going to be a party match for the for the most part until everybody comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, are they the guys that, that have been mentioned? Are they you know equipped to carry that match for that while? I know that you know obviously Cody can do it, but you know, as with some of the selling that I've seen JD McDonough do over the last wee while, is is 
is is he going to ziggle his way through you know forty five minutes and getting hit with bin lids and kendo sticks and stuff? I don't I, I don't know if, I, if I'd be up for that. I know I get what you, I get what you mean in terms of it's it, it would it would get to a point where say it was a two on one against JD McDonough, they'd just be sitting there going, he's he's lying there fucked. <laughs> But we can't pin them. You know what I mean? It's like just waiting on people coming in. It's like we'd have this match done here. So I think it's the case of they need to they need to position it where it's I I don't want you to come in because I want to just keep battling this guy for the next however long I can. I don't care about winning this match. You know, it's not about the win that matters. It's about just completely destroying each member of that team. So whether it's the judgment they get the advantage, which I'd imagine they will, because the heels always get the advantage in the these games, um, them just taking out, say it was Sammy first. Was, was it not last year that Sammy. the the faces had the advantage? There was one year where uh, it, it switched. Um, it was the, it was, it was, it Kevin, was, it, it was the, the one in NXT where Kevin the Owens NXT, came in. NXT Kevin Owens, Aye. yeah. Or was he not? Did he not come in last? No, I think it was last year. I think it was NXT versus um, Black and Gold versus 2.0. I think the faces had the advantage in that one. Mm. Could be wrong, but I think it yeah, was. But, uh, yeah, no, it was one of them. But yeah, it's usually the the heels. So I think they they either completely change it up and have the, an original idea of why why we've got this thirty minute match before anyone can actually pin anyone, um, or they just go with the usual, but have a good sort of wrestling match in between it can can pique our interest throughout the whole thing that makes us kind of forget that we're waiting um, is something you want them to do as well but I remember not being able to make a podcast when we were talking, when you guys were talking about blood and guts, I had it lined up in the chamber when I think Steve was, he's were saying it was really good but I, I thought blood and guts was just ridiculous at points mm. You know some of the stuff that go that go went on in that, and then you look at WWE where it's sometimes a bit tame in the in a cage. You know what I mean? You want somewhere right in between that. I think I think they both go to two levels of extreme, um, inside a cage where you would love an an AEW versus WWE in the cage and see what sort of match you got. It would be a perfect mix. Mm. Um, so I think Cody maybe bringing bringing some of that style over. Yeah, a little bit more hardcore, a little bit more bloody into a War Games match, especially since Dusty Rhodes was a sort of innovator of that. Um, he'll be able to carry it. Aye. Um, and I think he'll have a lot of ideas considering it is his dad's match and he'll want a, a big part in it, whether that's the sort of constructing of the match or him as a performer in it. So yeah, um, I think there's a lot of talent in there that can do something. Um, I just want to see who the one that can make it pretty hardcore is going to be. And yeah, with the ones that we know that are in there, and as we, we touched on at the start of the, this chat, uh, about if there is to be a fifth man, if the, the faces start to tease, or oh, we've got a fifth man, we're not telling you who it is, and it's building the excitement, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the I don't know if they would... I, they would maybe do it on the, the SmackDown before the, the pay-per-view. Say they have like a, a summit or something, kind of like mm-hmm. they had at the old TLC, but everybody's on the on that. Or if just yeah. as SmackDown's going off the air, there's just the the static 
just just to give that just to give that little just to make everybody that wee bit chumescent, just to get everybody that wee oh, bit tough, that wee bit hard. Do you think that that would be enough to sort of keep you in tenor hooks for the the forty minutes of smashing and bashing, knowing that entrant number ten is 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 going to be coming out with a wee dog called Larry? Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose I mean, if there is a mystery contingent to it, yeah, maybe. But I will probably if I'm stay up to watch it. That'll be the time I go get a snack or uh, do what I need to do. Piss break. Piss break. Yeah, I'll 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 fill my time before the the last person comes in because I'll know what the kind of score is during it. But uh, but yeah, maybe maybe. Cool, cool. Uh, I think so- maybe making a sorry, Chris. I think an idea would be: what if you had some sort of Iron Man rule to it? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas I like that. you have the, you have five. Say you have the five minute intervals between them, but when it gets to the final, everyone's in the cage. Say you've either got ten minutes or the next pinfall counts double or something. You know something. Something along the lines of to keep you grasped. Mm. Whereas I think the mystery, I'm I'm a sucker for mysteries. The Royal Rumble is my favourite match um, every year, purely because there's thirty, well, sixty with the women's one as well. Sixty chances of a surprise. So if they throw a surprise in there, even if it's who's a United States Open challenge on SmackDown, where I've got to be up at three a.m. for a, or four a.m. for a flight the next day, I'll probably try and stay up to watch it. You know, so I think. I think there's a lot they can do. CM Punk would be a a, a definite ratings lifter um, if there was a sort of plug or a tease that he might be there. Um, however, I think it's going to be good either way. Cool, cool. Uh, Billy, uh, do you have a, a bit of gossip that you'd like us to discuss for page three? Well, I was, I was going to talk about CM Punk, but fuck everyone else is. So, well... Uh... I'm going to go back to one that we talked about a little bit earlier about the CW stuff because I think it's fascinating. Um, NWA signed a contract with the CW. Then they on their pay-per-view, wherever it was, they had a cocaine spot with the sinister minister, James Mitchell, doing coke, bumping coke on screen. And they, apparently, this is all rumour, innuendo, etc., Apparently, Billy Corgan was told that nobody at CW, no higher-ups are going to be watching the show. So they did that spot thinking it wouldn't make a difference uh, and someone was watching it. And now, instead of, of it being on the CW t- network, it's they're, they're changing it so it'll be on their app only. And then you got the NXT thing coming in. So is NWA just going to get bumped off entirely for NXT instead? It's just, it's just an absolute colossal fuck up by Billy Corgan, and it is hilarious. He is, he is just fucked up royally. He's nuts. <laughs> it's, He's a nuts guy. It's mad to think that. Fair enough, Billy Corgan, one of the biggest rock stars of all time, probably not averse to, to a wee line here or there himself. But when you fought so hard to get NWA back to, you know a. A, a semi-mainstream brand you know before lockdown happened you had that swell of 
support for NWA Power on YouTube, where you had, you know, Eli Drake, you had Ricky Starks on there, uh, you had Tim Storm, you had all all the, you had this really, really retro, but cool looking show every week on YouTube that was garnering, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of accolade from different people because it was something different. Then lockdown hits, everything kind of goes to shit with it. And Corgan has to try and build it back up to the point where he has got it on, you know, a television network. He's not just on YouTube, he's all on the telly. And then for the sake of so basically a, a, a segment to pop the boys is pretty much where, where that's been and just fucking lost it all. <laughs> it's just mental. Absolutely mental to do it. I just, oh, it's just, it's just wild. He's, we thought Tyrus was the worst decision he was going to make with NWA, and he's he might still be. <laughs> get Tyrus back, <laughs> retirement tour. Uh, oh, just go all in and have Tyrus on the gear, just on the next episode. Just go, come on, fuck it. Have him lo- lose loads of weight, so it looks like he's just on smack and just uh, go, go whole hog. But ah, oh, redemption story. It's, it's just, it's hilarious. It's just hilariously short-sighted from him. Like you're saying, after all the work that he's apparently put in to make NWA. I mean, Rab went on about NWA for weeks mm. in the early days of the of the podcast. So it's yeah, it's just it's so funny because it's so tragic and so stupid at the same time. It's mad. And like with NXT taking that spot, it's like NXT whatever variation it is just now. It's not as kitsch as like what 2.0 was. It's not as good as what Black and Gold was. So mm-hmm. NWA had the opportunity there to be the CW's thing. It's wrestling thing. And now you're getting, you know, decent but not brilliant WWE developmental on instead of this established, you know, legitimate brand of wrestling. Uh, that, that that people have loved for for decades, even though it's been through some some shonky uh, bits over the last wee while, it was still something that the NWA fans could could you know access fairly easily in the states. But now it's it's uh, I don't really know any Smashing Pumpkin songs to try and make a a segue into. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know they they won't be on CW tonight tonight. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it's 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 a mad one. It is, it is a mad one, and you know, even the fact that James Mitchell's on telly <laughs> in twenty twenty three seems seems preposterous to me as well. Uh, considering you know, he, he looked like he was dead, you know, twenty years ago in TNA. But he's, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, coke is a hell of a drug, I suppose. Yeah, just keeping them alive, keeping them alive, bamming them from the inside out. But cool, uh, yeah. Uh, both of those again, great picks uh, to go on page three. Uh, the the cocaine NWA stuff would normally be salacious enough to get onto page three in, in any regular tabloid, but we are not any regular tabloid. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with the the War Games chat loose. Uh, with the headline, four need more to go to war. Uh, probably looks better written down than it does saying it out. I've, 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 I've done enough rhyming this week with these November poems I've been doing. So I'm, uh... if we got if we got a t-shirt, it should just be on the on the front of it. 
I promise you it looks better written down. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> looks better written down and uh, wrestling related, but not necessarily wrestling. That'd be the that'd be the ones to go for. Uh speaking of which, uh, I really want to do the quiz this week, so we're gonna ditch the T V pages. Uh but mm-hmm. uh the just to offer up something on it, uh, I'd noticed that uh there was a rumor that Zach Efron and Jeremy Allen White and one of the other guys in Iron Claw, which is coming out soon. Uh, have said that they are open to actually wrestling <coughs> on any American wrestling TV show. So that would be quite a cool tie-in to see. Uh, the wee skinny lad from mm. US Shameless and the bear uh, fighting uh, on a, on, probably on AEW, I'd imagine. Sorry, Troy Bolton. Troy Bolton fighting. To- oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Troy, Bolton. Troy Bolton and bring Shaq out of retirement as well. Aye. <laughs> we tagged him with them. <laughs> Class. We should have talked about that earlier. You know, we were talking about the the YouTubers we'd like to see, wrestling the actors we'd like to see, and you know, by all accounts, from watching the Iron Claw trailer, uh, the they they look good in thing. They look like they've been properly trained. I'd imagine Chavo Guerrero's been involved in it because he trains every day to wrestle in films and on telly. Uh, so if he's been involved, uh, I'm sure that'll be be good. Uh, but that's that's probably as much as we'll talk about the TV pages. Right, we are going to go. Uh, for the quiz, because everybody loves a quiz. Everybody loves a quiz. And this week, we are going to play a game of darts. Uh, so what we are going to do is, you're both going to start. I'll make it I'll make it fairly easy. Uh, usually with darts, you'd start at 501, but each of these are going to start at two, uh, sorry, 101. And what we are going to do is, you are going to give me the names of wrestlers who have made an appearance at WrestleMania. And the object of the game is to get down to zero uh, in, in the way that you're doing darts. So you're trying to get a finish, basically. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to pull this up here. Uh, it was... What was the website? And again, this is uh, based on numbers that I'm finding on profightdb.com. Uh so, Lewis, seeing as you got the most headlines in, Billy, you will throw first. Okay. Uh, so, he's a post Uh So, Billy, what we'll do is we'll, go, we'll take it in turns to, uh, to go through on here. And all you need to do is name a wrestler who you think has appeared the most at WrestleMania. You see the end uh, just before this starts. You see, say we got down to four. Mm-hmm. See if you said a wrestler that got five. Do you bust? You're bust. So you need. To, so you need to wait your turn to go again. Got you. So that, that's that, that's where we could be here at midnight. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Billy, uh, you are on one hundred and one. Give me the name of your first wrestler, please. Uh, well, we'll start off very easy. The Undertaker. The Undertaker. He has wrestled 27 matches. Uh, so while I try to work that out... Uh, <laughs> Lewis is a raging. Uh, <laughs> that's, absolutely, that's absolutely gross. Uh, um, so that's 27. So 101 take away 27 is 74. Yep, 74. Uh, and Billy, just as a, a wee aside, do you know what The Undertaker's record from those 27 matches is? Uh, uh, well, I think it's uh, 25 and 2. 
25 and 2 is right. no extra points. So, right, Lewis, <laughs> you, you throw here. I'm going to make myself look ridiculously silly if I forget people here. Um, and I'm going to go with Sean Michaels. Uh, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels is uh, 17. So 101 takes 17 is 84. I should have got a pen. I like this one. Hang on a wee minute. Hang on a wee minute. He's got a terrible win. Three names he's got a terrible win loss record, if I remember <laughs> rightly, as well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I'm sure he's only won like is it six times or something? Something like that. Something ridiculous. Something like that. Yeah. It's been a heel a lot of the time, though. Well, that, that yeah, and but yeah, he's, he's always he's missed, he always puts on the best matches, but yeah, he doesn't always actually win them. Right, so one hundred one, one hundred one. Uh, Lewis was. I think I know what your third name was, and I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> 74, 84. Uh, uh, Sean oh, Michael's record was 6-11. 6-11. That, that's horrific. That's Can horrific. I get an extra 10 points deducted for that? Oh, you do not. Right, now that we've got the scoring system oh. properly in place, we'll come back to you, Billy, for your next one. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, 12. Solid. Uh, Solid. Oh, Solid. fuck. I just realised what, what Lewis is going to go for. Right. He wasn't one of my. He wasn't one of my two. Yeah, I've just realised who the other one might be. But go for it, John Cena. Uh, John Cena, sixteen. So, uh, Lewis, you are down to sixty-eight now. So it's sixty-two, sixty-eight in favour of Billy. Billy, your thought? Okay. Roman Reigns. Roman, oh, Roman Reigns. Where's Roman Reigns? Need to do an F search here. Uh, Roman, 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 Roman. Uh, where are they? Where is Roman? I think he's had like 60. He's had 60. <laughs> <laughs> All main events. Uh, 10. Roman's, Roman has had 10 uh, with an, uh, a record of 8 and 2. Lewis to throw. Triple H. The Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, 23. Magic. 23 appearances at WrestleMania. Wow. Uh, which, which takes you down to 45. Lewis, you are now in the lead. That's a Billy, great shout. Back to you. Shite. Uh, okay. Bret Hart. Bret Hart, 14. Uh, so you're down to 38 now, Billy. Bret Hart with a record of 8 and 6. Uh, there's some pretty big hitters that uh, that he's haven't hit yet. It's also like 10 o'clock at night. It <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kane. Kane, yes. 17 uh, appearances for the Big Red Monster, which takes you down to 28. Uh, Kane's uh, is it widely known that Kane's Spanish is that something that I've just missed born in was it Madrid he was born in uh, army base wasn't it something like that uh, yeah. uh, Edge Edge Adam Copeland 14 uh, takes you down to 24 Billy 
Lewis? Am I on 24 as well? Are you on 28? 28. Um, big show. Well, Paul White, 15. Right, you are down to 13, Lewis. So effectively, you could be on a finish. Uh, Billy, yourself? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Uh, 14. So you are down to 10. Oh, it's getting exciting now. Right, Lewis, 13. I'm on 13. 13 or bust. There's only only one on this list that is bang on 13 as well. I'm going to try and undersell myself here and just try and not get it. I'm going to go for Jeff Hardy. Oh, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Uh, is he close to Matt Hardy? Nope. Matt, Matt, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Hardy, six, with a one in five. Jeez, he's only one in one, uh, one minute. I'm fine with that. I'm fine so with that. So that takes you down to seven. Billy, ten. If you can pluck a ten out there to finish. Mm, the Miz. The Miz was 13, so you're bust on that one. That, that, that was the one that, that could have got you out. So, Lewis, back to you. Seven, seven to get. Do we include Battle Royals? Uh, it includes uh, everything, uh, including... So this is just main, main show, so no dark matches, no pre-shows. So if there's been a Battle Royal on the main show, it is included. Is a seven. Seven. <sighs> Give me Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Uh, he's not seven, and I don't think he's going to be more than that. Uh, Dean, 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 Dean. Dean Ambrose. Uh, Where's Dean Ambrose? Uh, He's he's not seven anyway, and so yeah, you are still in the game there. Uh, But yeah, you're bust. You're bust. Must be, must be more than that. He's more than seven. Uh, well, I'm a, I can't fit, I can't do an F search on this. Uh, oh no, I can. Dean Ambrose. Oh, he's not on it. I wonder if he's under John Moxley in this. Oh, he's under John Mo- Oh, he's under John Moxley. That's why I couldn't find it. Four. So that's you down to three now. Uh, Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. I wish I'd known that that was there. Trish Stratus, Billy. You need. 10 and Trish has 6 with a 4 and 2 record. Okay. Right, Lewis. Um, how many do I need? need 3. Give me Austin Theory. Austin Theory. I think I've got 2. Oh, I think that's 2. You know what, Lewis? You finally won a quiz on the daft sheet. Austin Phoebe. Come Three appearances with a one and two record. Lewis, congratulations on winning Wrestling Darts. How does it feel? How does it feel? 
Terrific. Absolutely amazing. It's probably the highlight of my game. No, that was, that was, a, that was an ace game. I didn't know what you were going to do with, with wrestling darts, but that's, that's a fucking cracking game. It's, it's pretty good. I, 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 I stole it from another podcast I was listening to uh, the other week there. Uh, but it's all right. It's all right. There's no such thing as a, as a new idea when it comes to radio. Next week. Next week. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can come up with for that. Uh, but well done, Lewis. It's been a, a pretty eventful uh, episode for you. Uh, not only did you take the the headline wins, uh, but you took the quiz as well. Uh, it's only took me 13 episodes. It's only took me 13. <laughs> I mean, this, this is what, episode 17 this week, I think? So we're getting close to the 20. We're getting close to getting those t-shirts we talked about earlier made. Uh, so just in closing, uh, we'll go back through the headlines. So the front page on this week's daft sheet is uh, Logan Paul hits his prime for US title win. The back page was well-oiled machines still motoring on. Uh, page three uh, was four need more to go to war and we finished off with a quiz which Lewis won so thanks once again to Simon Miller uh, for being this week's centrefold Billy, Brian, Barry thank you very much for your contribution this week it's been great to talk to you again thank you, I'll have a fourth name next time Yep. (laughs) and Lewis you finally got that that, that victory you've been looking for in the quiz uh, so well done on that I'm going to bow out on that. Good stuff. You'll never see me again. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I've, I've been Chris Jack, as always, back in the, the editor sheet. Uh, before I go, if you fancy donating to Movember, uh, if you've been following me on Instagram, you'll see that I'm doing a poem a day uh, about uh, people that are testicularly compromised uh, to help raise funds for Movember, uh, the mental health and the testicular cancer side of things as well. Uh, so if you just uh, follow me or at ChrisJack85, Chris with a K, uh, on uh, Instagram or even on TikTok, uh, you'll find the link there and you can donate if you like that kind of thing. Uh, there is a poem on there about the time Tommaso Champa burst Alistair uh, Black at the Times uh, bollock into seven pieces. Uh, so you can go scroll through that and see how that was. I cannot think of anything worse to happen. And the fact that he got it put back together, like, you know, that as, as I say in the poem, the anti-Humpty Dumpty, they put his egg back I together. Don't think, I don't think Selena Vega could think of anything worse either, to be honest. Nah, nah. <laughs> feel sorry for him, that. Uh, but on that note, on, on that note of Zelina Vega fondling Tommy N's broken bollock, uh, however you enjoy your wrestling over the next week, make sure you keep it daft and keep it sheety. Bye.